There is beauty and brokenness. If we are honest with ourselves, you're broken. Just think about that for a second. If we are going to truly be transparent with God, ourselves, and those that are around us, we have to come to the realization that we are broken people. And if you haven't been broken, if the world hasn't broken you yet, God will break you. You will be broken someday if you haven't been broken already. If you have been broken, you might get broken again. This is a broken piece of pottery. It's called a pot shirt. And I stole this. <laughs> so, um, I liberated this from Israel. Um, it's, it is real from Israel. Iron Age, about... So King David, maybe Isaiah, Jeremiah, for sure. Uh, we'll probably need to cut this part out of the video because if Mossad sees this, they're going to come and get me. But it's really cool. I love it. Um, I often wondered what it was used for. Most likely to hold grain or oil or something like that. This is what it could have looked like. This one, it could have looked a lot like this. And then I have another picture that Luke can bring up. So it could have looked a lot like this, except this one's fake. This one is real. So what did it hold? Who touched it? How did it get broken? How did this break? Did the Babylonians break it when they invaded Jerusalem and burned it to the city? Quite possibly. In a few minutes, when you read the scriptures, you'll see this. But maybe some crazy preacher broke it as a sermon illustration. Or maybe it was just up on the mantle and the cat pushed it off. How did it break? How did it get shattered into a bunch of little pieces. I'm going to pass it around. You guys can show and tell time today. Just don't break it. <laughs> you don't keep it either. I want you to reflect upon your lives. If you haven't been broken, you will be broken. What I can guarantee you is that everybody is being pressured right now. Everyone is being stretched and spread thin. There's tension. Can, do you guys agree? Or is it just me? Am I just the only one that's feeling this in the atmosphere? Everybody is being pulled in multiple directions all at once. 
And when you get pulled and stretched and spread too thin, eventually you will break. It's inevitable that you will break and you will shatter and you will fragment into a million tiny pieces of potsherd. Think about how we live our lives and the stress, the tension, the competing forces. Men are trying to be model fathers, and they're also trying to be the rock star CEO at work or manager, or they're just trying to bring home the bacon, and then you come to church and Pastor Josh tells you that you need to be the spiritual head of the house. So you're trying to be awesome father, husband, provider, spiritual guru. And what we do know about the human condition and the human mind, we have this incredible ability to compartmentalize our lives and to put ourselves in different places in our lives. This is my career life. This is my family life. This is my spiritual life. Ladies, maybe you have the same issue. You're trying to be the perfect housewife, but you also want to have your amazing career. So you're being torn in those two different directions and then you know here at church we expect you to be a daughter of Zion at the same time and you get pulled and and get you have different impulses in life that are competing for your attention for your soul and if one is out of balance Just think mind, body, soul, and spirit. If all you're doing is focusing on your physical body, but you're neglecting your spiritual self, you will fragment and you will shatter. If all you're doing is just working on your emotional makeup and becoming the better person, but you're not connected spiritually to God, you will shatter. If you let your body go, everything goes. So, the world will break you down. The world will break you. And again, if the world doesn't break you, God will. Let me, let me show you where that comes from. As a piece of work of art, which you all are, there are some imperfections in the pottery. There's always some bubbles. There's always some bits of sand or rock or impurities that get in and like pottery, well, we all have bits of impurities inside of us. Deep down inside, baked into the very clay. And it needs to be broken out. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 30, verse 19, but prior to that, excuse me, verse 12, but prior to that, there there was like a turning away. There was a, a trusting in political forces. There was major drama taking place in Jerusalem. And they, they decided to play their game. They decided to solve the situation inside of their own abilities. And they went into an agreement with, with, Is, with Egypt. They went back to Egypt, I guess you could say. And God didn't ask them to. We have this, 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 uh, this desire to fix our own problems, and, and we come up with solutions that God didn't give us. Has anybody ever done that, or is that just me? 
So that's what's going on here, and this is God's response. Therefore, this is what the Holy One of Israel says. Because you have rejected this message, relied on oppression, and depended upon deceit. Has anybody in the room have ever depended upon deceit? Like, lie. Lie until you get your way. This sin will become for you like a high wall, cracked and bulging, that collapses suddenly in an instant. It will break into pieces like pottery, shattered mercy. I can't say that word. Mercy. Mercy. Mercilessly. I, mercy. I just forget it. Without mercy. <laughs> that among its pieces, not a fragment will be found. We think that Isaiah is using an illustration just like what you have in your hand today. We think that Isaiah gets up there, he's letting them have it. He's saying, you guys all need to straighten up because God's coming and he is going to take you like a piece of pottery. He's going to break you and you're going to shatter all over the place. So maybe, just maybe, that piece that you have in your hands was Isaiah's sermon illustration. So I could do this, right? I can't do it. I just couldn't do it. Even though it's fake, I can't do it. He just shatters them all over the place. The prophet, again, breaks this jar all over the place and he says, that's you. <laughs> that's like the feel-good sermon of the year, right? In repentance... And rest. So now he begins to give you the answer. Now he begins to, to put you back together. Like Humpty Dumpty that fell off the wall. All the king's horses and all the king's men could not put Humpty Dumpty back together again. But our king can. Our king can put us back together again. In repentance and rest is your salvation. In repentance and in rest slowing down, pumping the brakes, resting in God's presence, he begins to put you back together in quietness and trust in your strength. Verse 18, yet the Lord longs to be gracious to you. He rises to show you compassion for the Lord is a God of justice, and blessed are all who wait on him. Blessed, being put back together, being made whole. O people of Zion who live in Jerusalem, you will weep no more. How gracious he will be when you cry for help. If you're crying for help, he's going to listen. Verse 21, whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you. Like you might not be able to hear God. You might not be able to see Jesus. You might, not be a, you might think that you're not supported because you're laying all over the ground in a million different pieces. But there is a voice behind you, and it is the voice of the Lord. 
saying to you, this, this is the way. Walk in it. This process of being broken and shattered and put back together is the way. Walk in it. Accept it. Submit to it. It's the way. Sometimes, when our life is shattered, we sweep up all the pieces. In our mind, we remember where things went, and like a puzzle, we put it back together again. Piece by piece. I've got an ancient pottery thing that somebody tried to put something back together. Let's take a look at that one. There's one. So maybe, maybe Isaiah smashed this one, and then some archaeologist put it back together again, glued it back together again. And so whenever I get broken, I'm like, oh, gosh, i got to get my act together, right? i got to put my pieces back together, and then I go after it. And there's a lot of great products for putting yourself back together these days. Just check it out in Barnes & Noble. There's a lot of great products. You got yourself some super glue. That's awesome. The construction guys like liquid nails. Liquid nails is pretty cool. That, that's a good product for putting things back together. I prefer Gorilla Glue. And some of you bright... Light bulbs are still using Elmer's glue when, when you could be using Gorilla Glue to put your life back together, right? So we have, these, we have these products to put us back together, and then we begin, begin to, to, to piece it back together, and we glue it back together, and we begin to, to you know, paint over it and gloss it and cover up the cracks, make it look shiny and pretty again, yeah? Yeah? Can I show you something? Right. <laughs> Told you it was show and tell. 1910. Wow. Art Nouveau vases. I bought these in France. Hand-painted, most likely from Czech Republic. And I love them. Skills, right? <laughs> I love these vases. When I saw them, I'm like, oh my gosh, I've got to have them. I have to have them. I bought these in a, in a city called Tour. Mako and myself have been there. It's gorgeous. It's in an antique shop out in the middle of nowhere. I'm going to say a bad word. Okay, I'm going to paraphrase the bad word. I'm going to say it the way Mako would say it. It was a freaking honey hole. Like, there was so much good stuff there. I scored, man. I, 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 I used this one in illustration back in the day, too. But there was a dining room set that I did not have the money for. It's a $3,000 dining room set there. I knew exactly what it was. 
I went into major financial debt to buy that thing. And by the time I got it back, I sold it for $30,000 in one day. So, and that's where these came from. And when I got that set, and when I got these, I broke it. I broke one of these. Can you see which one I broke? Can you tell? You got some light shining through. You could... You might be able to tell. This one's broken. That one broke. And when I broke it, okay, first of all, I lost my head. Like, <laughs> I mean, I know you probably haven't seen me lose my temper. And I'm, I'm pretty mellow, pretty, you know, reserved, emotionally stable gentleman. But man, I lost it when I broke this thing. I was so angry. I was so upset because, again, I wanted these. I had to have them. I paid a lot of money for them. So upset. And then after the anger subsided, like, I was just sick to my stomach. This, like, pure nausea. Just, and I, like, <laughs> went into the little bathroom in the shop, and I started dry heaving. I was just so upset with myself, Right? And then, you know, like, what am I going to do? I'm going to have to have it fixed. So this was broken, and that one was broken in pieces all over the place. And so I took it into a repair guy. I had it restored. I had it professionally restored. And he did a really decent job. Like, he even had to put paint on it. I mean, you can still see the crack. But he did an excellent job. He's one of these... One of these squirrely little guys that have the little tiny glasses and little tiny instruments, you know, and he professionally restored this, this, you know, this vase. And I'm grateful. But every time I see it, it bugs me. Do you know why? Because I know it's broken. I know it's broken. I know I broke it. And even though it has been restored and from a distance it looks good, deep down inside, underneath my skin, I know it's broken. Like a splinter in my mind, it drives me crazy. And it actually triggers that feeling of nausea that I get when I broke it. And so we do this. I'm going to put these up now. Is that okay with you all? You don't know how, don't know how crazy my preaching is going to get. Right. I'd feel much more comfortable if they were in here. But we do this. We break our lives, and then we try to make them perfect again. Yeah? Did you know that that's not how God wants you to do it? He actually prefers working with broken people, not perfect people. That's his preference. kind of likes the imperfections and the uniqueness of situations. He likes it when we submit to him putting us back together instead of us trying to put ourselves back together using Elmer's glue. In the 15th century, there's a Japanese shogun and like me, 
he had a favorite tea set. And maybe his cat was walking along the mantel place and knocked it off and broke it. He broke it. He probably lost his mind. He probably chopped somebody's head off. He was really upset. It was made in China. So he actually literally, no, it was yeah, made in China. It was like a nice piece. Not, not like a cheap piece. It was a nice Chinese piece. I might have a, something like it up here. So he sent it back to the factory, literally sent the, and this is in the 14th century, 15th, 15th century, 1400s. He sends it back to the factory. And he says, can you, just, can you restore it? And so they did their very best to make it look like it originally did. But deep down inside, he knew that it was broken. And if you looked really close, you could see the little metal staple marks in it where he, they put it together and then tried to paint over it. Deep down inside, it drove him crazy. He knew that it was broken. So do you know what he did? He took this teapot, rebroke it, and then instead of restoring it like a professional, he restored it in a very unique way using gold to highlight all of the imperfections and the brokenness. So. Kensuji, Kensiji, let's go, there it is. This is what they look like now. So, whenever there is a bowl that is broken, this is how the Japanese artists now repair them. They repair the brokenness with gold. And you could be a bowl like this. So, that's probably me. Like, I'm this really cool, black, sleek bowl. That's me. Kind of like a 66 Mustang in Raven Black. I also spend way too much time looking at muscle cars these days. You know what I know? Okay, so I, I know some vases. I know some pottery. I also know 66, 67, 68 Mustangs very well. I know the difference between one that looks good and the difference between one that is good. I'm looking at one right now in Connecticut. I have no business at all buying a car right now, just so you know. I'm just looking for fun. I'm just looking for fun. Like, it's in the bushes. It's got some possums in the trunk. I can really, I got some possums in my house right now. <laughs> it's got some possums in the trunk. You know, it's rusted out in the bottom. It's, it's in really rough shape. I'm, it probably doesn't run. And again, it's like in some hillbilly's backyard somewhere. But it's a GT. I know that. There's some other guys that know that too. And the guy took a picture of the serial number. It's a K. I know what a K is. It's special. It's unique. And somebody's let it fall apart in the backyard. Now, there's another one I'm looking Oh, gosh. Honey, I'm sorry. <laughs> another one I'm looking at. Same exact car. It looks, ex it looks ex identical. This one's in great shape, but it's not a K. It's a C. Well, it's just not as good. 
just because of a letter, actually. <laughs> just kind of, yeah. God wants to take us in all of our broken pieces, and he wants to put us together his way and not our way. There is something extremely powerful about your brokenness that you need to tap into. This is where the testimony lies. I'm going to rip Rick, I'm going to rip, rip Rick Warren off. God never wastes a hurt. He never wastes a pain. He never wastes a trauma. He never wastes a broken heart. He wants to use it, wants to make you better, wants to make you stronger. And he even wants to make you beautiful like this. So what is your vase in your mind? Like, what do you look like? You don't look like that one. This is like a guy cup. Let's, let's look at some of the other ones. There it is again. Pretty cool, eh? Yeah. Purdy, purdy. Maybe you're like this one, though. This is a little bit more of a girl cup. That's kind of a girl cup. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. So despite what your piece of pottery looks like, God can still use it and make it unique and make it extremely valuable. In fact, in this process, these broken pieces with their gold and sometimes platinum uh, glue have now become more valuable than they originally were. To the point where there's artists that will make a perfect vessel. They'll make something so perfect. And then they'll smash it with a hammer. And then they'll glue it back together with gold. Isn't that fascinating? I guess you could say that that's what God wants to do with you. There's a couple of quotes about brokenness that the world gives us. And I think they're good. And I think that they're even true. Do you know that the world recognizes that brokenness is part of the game of life, right? You know this, right? This is what the world says about brokenness. And again, there's truth to what I'm about to read, but this is not a Bible quote. These are not Christians. But listen to it and let it sink in. The wound is the place where the light enters into you. The wound is the place where the light enters into you. Another one. The deeper the sorrow... The deeper the cares into your being, the more joy you can contain. This is Leonard Cohen. There is a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. Interesting, huh? The crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. And finally, from Ernest Hemingway, the world breaks everyone, and afterward, many are strong at the broken places. The world's going to break everyone, 
but many of us are stronger at those broken places. That's fascinating, right? Do you guys agree with that? John Wimber has a saying too. Never trust a leader who doesn't walk with a limp. Never trust anybody that won't admit to being broken. Never trust anybody that says, I got my act together. I got it all figured out. I did it all on my own. I glued myself together and I'm all shiny and bright. I don't, don't trust those people. Trust people that are going to be transparent to show you their brokenness and how God has mended them together. It's a testimony. You see, God does not, God doesn't want you to hide your brokenness. He doesn't want you to restore your life to perfection like a classic model, you know, 66 Mustang, where you take it back to its original form. No, God doesn't want you to do that. He, wants, he doesn't want you to hide those cracks. He wants you to highlight those cracks because he has filled them in with gold. Amen? So back to Mr. Cohen. The cracks are where the light gets in. All right? I think we can all, like, okay, that, that kind of that makes sense. And yet... There's a higher truth. Do you want to hear the higher truth? Like, that sounds really good. I can resonate with that. I'm like, yeah, that's, Mr. Cohen's right. Cracks are where the light gets in. But did you know there's a better way? I don't know why, again, Second Corinthians, not Matthew. <laughs> Second Corinthians. We'll start off at verse 5. For we do not preach ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord and ourselves as servants for Jesus' sake. For, for God who said, let light shine out of darkness. He made his light shine where? In our hearts, folks. He made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. But we have these treasures of clay to show us that all surpassing power is from God and not from whom? Us. All surpassing power is from God. We have this treasure. Where are they? Where's the treasure? It's in jars of clay. What are you? You're a jar of clay. We are hard-pressed on every side. Do you feel that way these days? Stretched and pulled and prodded and pressured? We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. 
We always carry around in our bodies the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our bodies. For we who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake so that his life may be received in our mortal bodies. So this is what he's saying. If you take this cup, if you take this communion, Jesus is clear. You will be stretched. You will be... Hard things will happen to you, but you won't be destroyed. You won't fall. You don't have to fall into despair. You will never be abandoned. You take in this good news. You take in the gospel message of Jesus Christ. The light does not come through the cracks. The light comes out of you and through those cracks. That's the distinction. That's what our God does. The world says that the light comes in and illuminates, you know, the areas of your life that need to work on. No, but what the gospel says is that streams of living water will flow from within on the inside out. So, allow the Holy Spirit to come inside of you and begin to work gold from your heart out. And then the light will come out of that. Jesus' face shining upon us and his spirit shining through us is pure gold. He likes broken things. He can use a broken vessel. And if you break again, he's always there to put you back together. Let's quit trying to put ourselves back together and let God put us back together and see how, how good he is. Landon, could I get you to come on up? We are going to do communion. And before we do that, well, let's do communion now. What do you say? Do you know that this is God's precious gift to you? I want you to see it as valuable and as precious. When you receive the element, you are becoming a part of his body, the body of Christ. And did you know that the body of Christ is beautiful? Have you ever thought about it that way? Jesus' body is absolutely radiant and beautiful. Currently, it is most likely at the right hand of the Father right now. I don't know where Jesus is, but his body is real. And it's amazing. Do you know what is on that body? Big giant nail holes where he was pierced. 
Do you know what is on that body? Scars around his head where they jam the crown of thrones upon him. You know what is in that body? A big, giant, gaping hole. And Jesus kept it that way. Isn't that kind of cool? Like Jesus could have said, oh, i got to make myself perfect again like I was when I was a baby. No, Jesus is going to keep those scars, that testimony, that beauty on him for eternity. So think about your time in eternity. What will your body look like or what will your cup look like? Do you know what I think? I believe that our gold cracks will be on display for eternity like Jesus' scars and wounds will be on display for eternity because they're beautiful. He sees them as beautiful. He can, he can take a bad thing and turn it into a good thing. That's what this body is about. So, receive the body of Christ as the perfect vessel that you are now a part of. Perfect and beautiful. You know, when we started, I made the point that just like in pottery, there's imperfections in every single person here. There's failures, there's corks, there's brokenness, you name it. You got problems. You name it, you're broken. But what this cup does... I need to, I want to push you into a visualization right now. You need to see the blood of Christ as the bonding agent for your shattered life. You need to see the blood of Christ as the gold that makes it beautiful. Without this shedding of innocent blood, without this pouring out of pure gold, there is no forgiveness of sins. You can't, you can't be a work of art unless you have this blood be your glue. Your glue stinks. This is the good glue. Receive the blood of Christ for the beautiful artwork that you are. And then that tastes good. And don't you look good? You look much better than you did when you walked in. You're prettier. You're more handsome. You're, you're good looking. We have the ushers come to the front. We're going to take a quick offering. But I don't think I'm done yet. Thank you, God, for a faithful, giving church. I pray you bless them beyond anything that they could possibly imagine. Amen. All right, now, let's, let's allow the Holy Spirit to begin to put you back together again. Go ahead, pass the baskets, guys. Let's allow the Holy Spirit to put you back together. I saw vividly in my mind's eye at the end of first service, an image of a shattered, fragmented heart broken into a million pieces. 
And if you're dealing with a broken heart, let's just pour the gold in from the inside out. Just place your hand on your heart. You can do this even if you don't have a broken heart right now. And do you remember what the restoration process was from Isaiah? He said to repent and to rest. Do a little bit of business with the Lord right now and just rest in his presence. Don't force God. Just allow God. Allow him to melt your heart of stone with gold. Feel the presence of God, his love, his compassion. He is speaking right behind you. He is speaking right behind you. He is saying to you, this is the way. This is the way to wholeness and integrity. This is the way to healing. This is the way to getting your life in balance where it's not fragmented and compartmentalized. This is the way. He's saying, let me put you back together right now. Let me break the mess that you made and may put you back together the way I intended. And I believe, I believe that God is working in you right now. I believe that he is flowing in and through you. I believe that he is coming from the inside out. The Holy Spirit is going to, Holy Spirit's going to tell your emotions how to feel. Holy Spirit is going to tell your brain how to think. Holy Spirit is going to tell your body what to work on. Holy Spirit is all over you right now. And all you need to do is rest and let God. Thank you, Jesus.
The blessing today is from Thessalonians. May the Creator God rebuild you, restore you, put you back together through and through. May your whole body, soul, mind, and giftings May they be what you want them to be, beautiful. Until the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, He is the one that has called you into this moment. He is the one that is saying, this is the way. This is the way to wholeness. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He's in love with you. Have a great week. Hope to see you next time.